Welcome back to another edition of Talk Nerdy to Me. Coming to you from the broadcasting lair of Zia Comics in beautiful downtown Las Cruces. I'm Troy Stegner. I am your host, and I am going to show you unboxing of this huge, huge, huge Sentinel number three. Uh, there was three in the diorama. Uh, they're just massive, like uh, three feet tall, two feet wide. <clears throat> anyway, uh, enough bearing lead. Let's get to assembling. Okay, I know this looks like it's uh, a lot of room up here, but I'm gonna need that when I build that Sentinel because he is about 34, 35 inches tall. So he's gonna come up pretty high off of the table. What I edited out for you was me taking it out of the, uh, the pretty picture boxes. Uh, as always, like I guess the easiest way to do that, open it, turn it over, actually take the box off of the, uh, the styrofoam packing material. I found that to be the easiest way uh, it just let gravity work for you, man. Uh, and once you open it, these, uh, is what's true as true with all their big, big format statues, instead of taped, uh, you know, they still have some tape on the styrofoam packing, but they use the, the straps, the Velcro straps, two of them around there to hold them nice and tight because this bad boy, once it's completely assembled is around 70 pounds. It's, it's huge. And this one even comes with a booklet for assembly instructions. So uh, I'm going to go against the guy code here and we're going to look at how, well, how somewhat to assemble this thing. Uh, as always, we're going to look for the base. Base is typically the biggest chunk. So this looks like all Sentinel body over here in box one, two boxes. This bad boy came in two boxes. So it looks like over here in box two is where most of our base is going to be. Oh my goodness. Ooh, should have went to the gym. This is a serious, serious piece. And uh, you're going to have lots of little styrofoam pieces once you're done. You always have to vacuum after these things. But that is fine because we want these things to show up with no damages. No Jean-Claude Von Damage. So, oh man. Okay, well this, this is just one piece of the base. So pretty. Oh. And I'm guessing one of the Sentinel Foots is going to go in there. There's a big old opening. Oh. oh. So I placed the boxes uh, up off screen where you can't see them so that I can reference them. And yes, this is going to be his back left foots coming into there. Push that to the side for now. There's another. Yeah, I can't just one-arm these things. These bases are no joke. <laughs> uh, and be careful, they like to put a lot of little pieces off to the side. So you don't want anything to happen to that. That's somebody's arm. We'll stick that over there. My goodness. Oh. So, you know, they got them in plastic bags and 
tissue paper. I guess it's tissue paper. Yeah, it's another chunk of the base. Oh. Oh. Okay, this is looks like his front foot. So this is gonna does it fit into there? I do believe. I believe. It looks like this is kind of molded to fit into that. So let's see if this is if I'm just imagining it or if it is in fact true. It is in fact true. So the two pieces of the base kind of puzzle piece fit together there. This is like a poop. Sentinels, uh, a little history. Created by Bolivar Trask. Uh, you might know the name from, uh, what was it, Days of Future Past. Uh, Peter Dinklage played him in the movie. He was not a little person in the comics. He was just a scientist who was kind of scared that uh, mutants were going to take over. I mean, because they were pretty much all powerful, man. They, they had all these extra powers. And he was afraid they was going to take over. So he tried to sell this idea to the government. The government said no. He built them anyways. And... Uh, I don't want to keep that by itself. I think it's going to need something else to be stable. So we're going to set him to the side. So yeah, he built the Sentinels. Actually, he built, uh, I believe it was an X-Men. It was early on, too. It was like X-Men number 14. So this is they've been a nemesis of the X-Men since pretty much the beginning, man. Uh, he also built what you call master mold, which was basically kind of an autonomous, it was, it was just a sentinel factory kind of. It just pumped out sentinels. Uh, later on they even made a, uh, a mother mold, which if you can't guess, mother mold made other master molds. Uh, I believe the first master mold uh, was it was it Trask? Uh, well, not I shouldn't say the first. The master mold they built down in Ecuador. Okay, uh, let me show you this real quick. As always, sideshow stuff's pegged. Usually only fits one way. Uh, you don't. This is one of his legs. This is the one you don't see the foots on because it's all encased in ice. A.K. You know, thank you, Bobby Drake, Ice Man. That's solid. That leg's solid. You can already see it. the leg is on there. It's already as tall as me. That's why I've panned out so far. So yeah, the, uh, in Ecuador, uh, the, the whole Trask family kind of got into the business after uh, Bolivar Trask, after he realized that the X-Men were actually there to help humanity, he sacrificed himself to stop them from, uh, from killing everybody, but, uh, and taking over humanity. <clears throat> But, you know, how Marvel is, any kind of good villain, they're going to overuse it like crazies. And they do. Uh, you still see Sentinels popping up every now and then, especially in the movies and video games. They're, they're one of my favorite villains, but I, I, Marvel, man, they, they get an idea and they just run it in the ground. Kind of like they did with Spider-Man and the clones. The whole clone thing got a little old after a while. Uh, okay. The hip joint... This bad boy is—it's got a 
peg, but it's also got a keyed piece that it's going to be kind of tricky. About to put him up in there. And then, okay, well, <laughs> how do it go in there? Yeah, that's the way I thought. Yeah, that's his hip. Okay. Uh, just like all the sideshow stuff, man, you, the angle, the angle is the key. Uh, you get it in the right, don't force it, because these are polystone, and if you break that polystone, you are out of luck, man. So, you just gotta kinda play with the angles. His foot just sits there. This is the part that gives it all the stability. Okay. Bingo, bango. We got us a part of a sentinel. <clears throat> yeah, anyway, I was talking Master Mold, the one in Ecuador. It, uh... It was using any kind of non-organic matter it could Ooh. Uh, to throw stuff because you know it needed the raw materials to make the sentinels. So those sentinels down in Ecuador uh, were kind of hodgepodge, man. It looked like a third-grade art project, you know, one of those macaroni art projects. They were they were kind of ugly. Uh, they called them the wild sentinels. They made so many, and most of the Sentinels were not self-aware. A few were. You got some of the more popular named ones, like Nimrod. Uh, actually, made that nanotechnology from the future. Okay, this is keyed also. The torso uh, on the body is, is keyed there, so you can see it's only going to go on one way, and it's got a peg. So we're just going to kind of let gravity do its job. Got to get that peg lined up first. Come on, man. Oh, you're going to be in trouble, aren't you? There we go. All right, the hard part on that was just getting the peg lined up inside there, which gives it more stability because, I mean, he's pretty, he's not going anywhere, man. He's a big boy, and he ain't going to, I mean, look, he's already towering over me. Uh, I think the yeah, there's some people over his shoulder too. So yeah, I'm going to need every bit of that room that I zoomed out to because he's going to have some X-Mangs all over him fighting. This should be an urm. Oh, goodness. Oh, that's elephant over there. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like I said, they've been around almost as long as the X-Men since X-Men number 14. Lots of different variations. Actually, there was even a crossover with Star Trek. <laughs> uh, yeah, believe it or not. Uh, and the Sentinels uh, kind of got assimilated with the Borg, believe it or not. I mean, if the Borg weren't scary enough, you want to give them Sentinel powers on top of that. Okay, keyed again. Got two beveled edges, so I look for the two beveled edges. I believe it's just going to be magnetic, and it is. And as you can see, you know, I'm, I'm bumping it. 
I got my hand under it just in case too. But I'm bumping it and uh, that magnet's pretty good. Uh, it's holding pretty tight. Oh, oh. Yeah, uh, Sentinels, they were made to hunt down and capture slash kill X-Men. I mean, that, that was their whole purpose. Um, and they, they haven't popped up a lot lately, but man, 80s, 90s, they, they kept bringing the Sentinels back like crazy. This is also keyed to beveled edges, so it's only going to go in one way. Oh, it is perfect. It, it fits in so nice. Got an explosion there. So one of the X-Men is probably going to be popping a shot on him there. I mean, look, this dude is so big, he's not even fitting on my, my uh, Lazy Susan Swiveller here. He's hanging over on the edges. But, oh, I mean, this is just the Sentinel. I haven't even begun to put any of the destructed pieces or the X-Men on there yet. Oh, so... So, so pretty. The piece of destruction. Looking at the picture, it's here on the base. According to this, it's on the base as well. Uh, of course, good, it's beveled, so we know it can only go in one way. Beveled edge, beveled edge. There it is. So that looks like a table or a bird bath or something. It is busted up down here on the bottom. The shoulder pads for the old signal boy. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they got little spots for them. I believe this one goes here. Yep. One shoulder pad. And I believe this must be the other one. So he's armored up. <clears throat> There's some battle damage on this one. Since I'm looking at this backwards, I mean, there we go. You heard that that magnet click in, so you know it's nice and tight. Oh, where did this go? Okay, it's it's keyed. It's got a little key cut into it, so I'm looking for a spot. There we go. There we go. And I know it's right because the edges are kind of uh, squiggly and they line right up with the rest of the rubble. We have Bobby Drake, Mr. Iceman, where he was at? Right there. Alright, Iceman is going to be riding, it looks like, oh, that's what this piece is. Looks like he's riding it off of the back section here. Yeah, yeah, there's a spot. Uh, again, it's beveled and magnetized. So click, clickety-clack, it goes right in there, okay. Iceman's got a little peg on his foot. So he's going to be facing, yeah, he's surfing, there we go. He's surfing down the ice, ice trail he made. Rock chow. The little ice trail, uh, we just click that in with the magnet. There was a little peg up here, his foot goes in, the other foot just freestands on the back of there. So, you know, he's he's icing him up, trying to slow him down. Yeah, this is Psylocke with the, uh, <clears throat> the red sash. 
and she's going on his hip. There's a little footprint divot here on his hip, and she's got a peg in there, so I'm guessing her little skinny foot's going to go in there somehow. There we go. You just got to get the right angle in her other foot. There. Huh, yeah. That's a double one. Let's... Yeah. Yeah, both feet. One goes in the into his leg here. The other goes up into his... Around his rib cage. Um, fits in her pretty. So we need to put her arm on. I believe that was her arm with the, the psychic blade. Okay, that's, it must be magnetized inside. The arm is tiny, small. I'm not happy about that. Boom. But you know what? It fits in there just fine. Sturm. Let's pop that out. Yeah, they put a little, some styrofoam with padding between because her cape is flowing out and keeps it from crushing. She is up over his shoulder. So let's see. We're going to look for another foot. She's got a little peg here on the. Oh, there we go. Uh, if, if it doesn't fit at first, just kind of move around and get the right angle. Sometimes you might be going in a, a, a wrong angle and it's not going to go in. So I got this one. I just tilted it up a little bit. Fell right in place. It's Kitty Pride. She's over on his other leg. So I'm going to look for a divot hole. And of course, there is one. Right here, I'll show you right there, and it is keyed. Yeah, this must be Kitty because uh, it's not showing her other leg, and she can kind of teleport through objects. Shouldn't say teleport. She kind of she can go through them. Well. There we go. Yeah, as you can see, you know, she's phasing. That's the word I was looking for, phasing. Phasing through his leg there. I think it's this one. Boom, yeah. He done got clickety'd. This one's under the arm somewheres. Ah, there it is. This one has a really odd... Um... Keying. There, boom. So somebody has made the shot through. Maybe it's uh, Aurora calling down the lightning or something, but it's, it's coming through here and out through the bottom. All right. I was worried there for a second because I looked at the sword, it kind of it was snub nosed, and I thought, oh my goodness, it didn't break, did it? But I didn't see a broken piece in there. You know, usually if it breaks, you'll find a little broken piece. And uh, <clears throat> and it didn't look like it was broken. It just looked like it ended. Uh, kind of worried about that for a second. But what it is, there's a little spot here on his shoulder slicing down. And there's a little spot where you can put the sword in. There's a little 
actual spot made for the sword to stick in. So it looks like she's just slicing down the sentinel's side there. So Angel is going to be flying up on the other side. Come on over here, Warren. We're going to put you right up there on the shoulder. And he's got a little knob in the knee, a peg. Is it keyed? Kinda. So it's going to go right there. Oh, like a glove. Like a glove. And there's spots on his back for these wings, the mechanical wings. <clears throat> I mean, if you, get, if you haven't read, what was it, 90s X-Men uh, with Apocalypse, uh, when, he, when Warren still had his real wings, well, he lost them in the Battle of the Morlocks, I believe. Oh, facing her so perfect. Before I put the other one in, I'll turn it and show you. He's got, he's got the little holes here that are keyed and magnetized, and those wings just fit in there perfect. So let me grab the other wing. So yeah, he, he lost his wings. He got harpooned to one of the, the Morlocks lived underground, like, you know, abandoned subway type thing. And uh, he got harpooned to the wall. They end up, he ended up losing his wings. Apocalypse gave him new mechanical wings, made him one of the, the four horsemen of Apocalypse. What is it? Uh, I think it was Pestilence, pestilence Famine, uh, War, and Death. And I believe he was the Angel of Death. So we got Kitty Pride. And it should just click right in place once you get it lined up. Boom. So there's her noggin. Uh, Psylocke. Her noggin going right there. Come on, line. Oh, she's kind of facing away. Aurora. Storm. All that. That flowing mane of white gray hair. Gonna go right in there. Yeah. Oh. I got the backside to you right there now. That's where a majority of the X-Men are visible. You got Bobby Drake down here, uh, Iceman. He's freezing up the left leg. You got Storm up top, uh, hair flowing. It's like, you know, she, she can control the weather, so she's kind of riding the wind. Looks like she's popping a lightning bolt through his through his armpit there. You can see where it enters, enters right up here by her, comes out through the armpit. And down by the armpit, you've got... Psylocke, uh, with her sword, she's cutting into the shoulder blade there, and, and the blade fits right into a little notch. Very nice. I like it. I like it a lot. Let me turn her over to the front. <clears throat> you got Kitty Pride, which she's facing through his leg. I don't know what damage she's doing, or I'm, I'm not sure. And you got Mr. Warren Worthington. Angel, Angel of Death, or whatever he's going by anymore now. And then you've got the centerpiece of the whole thing is the Sentinel. And if you haven't seen my unboxing of the other two, go check it out now. Um, I gotta say, I think number one was really nice. Number two was kind of, uh, I believe that was one that was kind of a half Sentinel where he was stuck into the ground. And I've got to say, number three is by far my favorite. 
the only thing he says, I, I love Juggernaut, and he's on one of the other Sentinels. That's really the only thing that uh, I like about the other ones that this one doesn't have is Juggernaut. Just love that boy. Yeah, and I mean, you got the Sentinels. He even got the Repulsor deals in the middle of his palm there. The detail on this, it looks, it looks nice. It's, he almost looks like old metallic, like he should. Uh, the first generation symbols were, you know, all mechanical, robotic type. Uh, pretty much no logic. They just had a logic loop. All they had to do is find, find mutants, kill mutants, or capture. Sometimes they were programmed to capture because they wanted to do studies on them. The, the ice, I, I like it. It's, it's not all just clear, you know, because if you're ever in a cold environment, ice and snow isn't always just clear or all white. Uh, you know, you got pure form here, uh, Iceman. It's going to be clear. And as it gets farther around his leg, let me turn it to you. You can see it starts whitening up, whitening up. And then, like, uh, <laughs> if you've seen snow, after it starts to melt and get a little warmer and it turns to slush and it's all nasty grayish brown. It's kind of what you got down here where it's hitting the dirt and it's mixing with dirt. And I, I like that touch. I, I, I think it's really nice because ice and snow isn't always clear or all white. So they paid attention to detail there. The, the rubble, I mean, you can see the stonework in the ground. Uh, stuff crushed where he stepped on it shooting out from under his foot. Uh, the exposed parts of the leg, you can see like the pistons and servos and stuff that cause it to move. And even on the back, if you look at the spine, you can see a lot of cool detail. Uh, the face, yeah, that, that that's the classic Sentinel face from that era. They, they were just robots. And uh, they pop, like I said, they still pop up from now, and, you know, now and then in the comics. Uh, a lot of them, uh, <laughs> when the U.S. government didn't want them, uh, a lot of them got made and sold on the, you know, the black market. So every once in a while, some villain pops up with his own Sentinel, or they find one that was stored away, or you know, <clears throat> a lot of the the Sentinels they were programmed to hibernate until they sensed. Uh, mutants nearby. So it's, there's been a few instances where uh, the X-Men could just be, or any mutant for that matter, could just be walking by and it sets them off, activates them, and they come out. And uh, that's not something you won't be surprised with. A three-story tall sentinel uh, coming at you and it's single-minded just to capture and kill you. So, yeah, this, oh. Even if you didn't get the other two Sentinels for the diorama, uh, this one by itself is quite the presence, man. It's like, I want to say just under three feet tall, uh, two feet, uh, you know, length and width there, the other two dimensions. It's just such a, oh, such a great piece to put on display somewhere in your man cave. Look at that. Oh, so pretty. Yeah, this is a sideshow, and this is, um, 
This was done by Iron Studios, distributed and sold by Sideshow. <clears throat> they do a lot of stuff with Sideshow. Uh, Iron Studios, XM Studios, a lot, they, they do a lot of good work. And uh, this is, yeah, I, I don't think I've seen anything from Iron Studios yet that wasn't highly detailed, man. They do these large format statues so well. Wow. Wow. Anyway. So that was my unboxing of Sentinel number three, uh, 110 scale. Um, deluxe, uh, the deluxe, it, has, it comes with all the X-Men. I think they sold it in a non-deluxe version also that was just the Sentinel. Spend the extra money and get the X-Men. It really does set it off. It, it brings it to a whole new level. I've seen them with and without, and they are so much better with. You need to get the with. So yeah. Um, Highly recommend it if you can afford it. It's not a cheap piece. It's just under two grand. I want to say around eighteen hundred. Uh, might go up more because I believe they sold out. So I believe Sideshow sold out. So on the secondary market, that price might go up over two grand. And I'm sure in the future the price is going to go well over two grand because some people will get them. There's going to be broken ones. Uh, so if you get yours, keep it in good shape. It'll definitely be a great investment. If you like this unboxing review, you'd like to see more like it, subscribe, man. It don't cost you nothing, and it helps us a lot. And while you're at it, you can hit the bell icon. You'll be notified whenever we put up a new video. And until you see that new video, later, nerds. Get nerdy with me. Tell me what game that you get on is a card or what kind of class do you play, girl, in an RPG?